You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. The Walking Dead Recap, Season 7, Episode 15. Can people just start fighting already, please? By Devon Henry. The sun has long since set by the time the cars and RVs ramble back into Alexandria to find a somber Rosita at the gate. She says nothing about Sasha's whereabouts, but instead tells Rick, Michonne, Tara and the rest that they have company. That company turns out to be the man in the shadows in last week's episode, Dwight. He wants to help, he says. While he may be Negan's bootleg version of Daryl, Dwight has never been the duplicitous type. Everything he's ever done on the show was for Sherry, wherever she is. So you can't blame Rick for considering the proposal, until he cocks his gun and points it squarely at Dwight. OK, Rick says, get on your knees. The powers that be at The Walking Dead may love a good bait-and-switch, yeah, looking at you, dumpster Glen Ark, but the plot device depends on restraint. Deploying it more than once in a season just makes everything feel less trustworthy, more hollow. And it certainly doesn't help something they need feel less flat while on the slow march to next week's season finale and its inevitable war. Penultimate episodes don't need to feel flat, but AMC's juggernaut refuses to learn that fact. Instead, it's an episode of preparation, stockpiling. Rick and the gang finally head out to Oceanside to get guns. Maggie gardens. Meanwhile, Sasha's mission into Negan Land has clearly landed like a Paul Ryan healthcare bill. The good news is that it wasn't strictly a kamikaze mission. She's captured and thrown in a cell. The bad news is her jailer is Rapey Davy, a saviour who keeps rope in his pockets and has the look of a man with an external hard drive of scared-looking anime characters. He offers Sasha water in return for sexual favours. Sasha, echoing Maggie's words to the governor seasons ago, tells him to go to hell. Chances are he's heading there anyway, but still this only excites him. He rips Sasha's shirt, telling her that struggling will only make it last longer. 
The Walking Dead is no stranger to sexual violence. Unlike certain shows with dragons, though, it's somehow not gratuitous. This is a chronicle of extremity, of what happens when the social contract crumbles and blows away. If people like Rapey Davy survive that dissolution, of course they try to do rapey things. Luckily for Sasha and my second-hand anxiety, Rapey Davy is interrupted by Negan, making this the first time since he's sauntered onto the show that I've actually been happy to see the guy. Negan may be a bat-waving demagogue who loves disfiguring people almost as much as he loves talking like a spoken-word poet, but even he has a line, and that line is rape. And Rapey Davy, like the good doctor and Dwight before him, learns that you only get to cross Negan once. After dispatching the creep, Negan leaves Sasha with a knife and three options. She can kill herself, she can wait for Rapey Davy to reanimate her and eat her, or she can put the knife through the corpse's skull and join Negan. After all, he's down a man and good soldiers are hard to find. The ultimatum does more than just provide fodder for the hundreds of tumblers that fetishized Daddy Negan. Also, stop doing that, it's gross. It shows the futility of a charismatic leader who plays on fear rather than the hope of a better future. Negan may think that he's saving the world, but the same can't necessarily be said of his followers. Men like Dave and Jared don't want to build a better world. They don't care about saving anyone from the horrors they faced. They want to impose those horrors on someone else to make up for however they think the world has slighted them. That doesn't make a better world, just a world full of people who are just as broken and bitter as they are. In other news, as predicted previously, those very potent Z-Quill pills meant for Negan finally make their return. Now that I know I have the site, I'm also available for tarot readings. Anyway, aware of the fact that no matter what she will be used to hurt her friends, Sasha begs Eugene for a way out. A knife, a piece of glass, a gun, anything. He complies. But whether Sasha really means to check out of Hotel Negan early, or if she's just trying to get a weapon, remains unclear. And honestly, this episode teases so many possible resolutions that it's hard to get excited about any of them. It's not just Sasha's plan, it's whether Tara's Oceanside friends will come to her aid, or how Gregory's stock will fare now that we know he's not a stone killer. For the love of catharsis, can we just fight already? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.